It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. And I don't know where you are, but it's pouring rain where I am, and Biff tells me it's uh, it looks like a hurricane out the uh, out Studio A window. So uh, it is. Windy, it uh, is, John. It's kind of yeah. scary here. It's uh, you know yeah. the, the wind's coming. Is it, is it true? Is it true you're hiding under the console? Well, when the gusts go, I, I'm I'm right underneath. <laughs> yeah. So if I disappear for a while, I'm underneath the console because it's like it's it's just that wind direction just coming right. You know those windows. Uh, oh yeah. And, and they're beautiful because we get that great view out to, out to, uh, on to see right. North Beverly. Uh, but wow, the wind is going right in that direction, and when the gusts go, it, it makes that funny noise. So yeah, I'll be under the console. You'll be under the console. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a couple minutes when uh, I want to talk to you to let you crawl back out from under there. So fair enough. Yeah. Hey, uh, with us on the phone is um, Tom Maloney from North Shore Nissan, and uh, I, your name sounds familiar to me, Tom, and I haven't quite figured out why yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out as we get chatting here. Tom, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor Program. Well, good morning, John. How are you this morning? I am, I am doing just fine. Tell me a little bit about North Shore Nissan. I don't know enough about it. Well, you know, we, we moved into the uh, Village Hyundai building a year ago, uh, and we kind of took over a space in the market where uh, it had been vacated for a while, and Nissan felt that there was a need to put uh, Nissan back on the North Shore proper to kind of cover all of Cape Ann and, and, and where, where you are located. So we're right next to the Liberty Tree Mall, next to uh, Volvo of Danvers, near Dick's, uh, near the 99. We have a great location, and we're very excited. And you're part of the Village Auto Group, right? We are. We are. We've just, uh, we're in the process of buying another local dealership. We just picked up McLaren down on the South Shore. We have a couple of Volvo stores, a Honda store, an Audi store, and a Porsche store. So, uh, Danny DeSantis is going to be unemployed now? Is that? It, well, we, we're keeping Danny busy for us. Uh, <laughs> he's going to stay on for a little bit just to help us through this, uh, but we're pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, McLaren, McLaren is certainly is certainly one of those uh, brands. But uh, but uh, you know, I met Ray Sacola years and years and years ago, and what a gentleman of of a car dealer, just just yeah, a nice well, nice you know, guy. When I met, as I was as I was talking with them uh, to put this package together, uh, it, it, if you had an opportunity, Ray has got a, a video on their website and and it's what made me go to work for them you know he is completely the consummate gentleman yeah absolutely absolutely i i i remember i met him at one of his dealerships and then i was in new york for the auto show and we both happened to bump into each other at one of those you know fancy things they invite everybody to at the new york auto show and sure. uh and he came and and amazingly he came over and actually remembered my name which just the idea that he knew that with the millions of people that he that he met sure. and uh sure. just again just a just a nice just a nice guy when i've met him so and congratulations on the expansion uh you know fantastic i was looking i was um uh we have uh, we have a, a regular guest that calls into the program, Kyle uh, Bauer. He was uh, formerly with Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book, and now he's with IC Cars um, out, of, out of here in Massachusetts. And I was looking yeah. at the most popular used vehicles in the United States, and uh, in the top ten is Nissan Rogue, Altima, yeah. and Sentra. Uh, yeah. Very popular vehicles right now, especially the Rogue, right? Yeah, well, I think I think it really, really is talks about value. Uh, that that car is is a, has a ton of content for the price that it acquired. We get, um, and it just is my my daughter's had it just went into her third one, 
And, you know, I try to tell people that that, that speaks volumes as far as I'm concerned that I put one of my children in one. Uh, and it's just a great, great value. And the Altima, a lot of people, you know, kind of remember the Altima from, you know, maybe, you know, almost 10 years ago now. But the Altima has grown up to be sort of a mid-sized car. Oh, absolutely. We, I hate to say it, but it's really kind of stolen business from Maxima business, um, you know, which was one of our mainstays as far as a larger sedan. But the Altima was, is within a couple of inches of it, and we do very well. And they just came out with all-wheel drive a year ago, which really makes it a great New England car. It really does, and and uh, I'm I belong to the New England Motor Press Association. Yeah, the the uh, Altima with all-wheel drive in our official winter vehicle competition. When they came out with that, I was telling the PR guy from Nissan, you know, you need to tell more people about this. This this is a car now that is truly a really solid even though we haven't had a ton of snow so far this year it's gonna it's gonna snow i mean there's no question about it and if you have to deal with winter there's no better way of dealing with winter than all-wheel drive the other thing i noticed was the uh, 2021 consumer guide uh rated the rogue and the versa as automotive best buy winners yeah yeah and i think and i think to that point the other thing that's very interesting is that for the longest time, Nissan was very affiliated with Enterprise and Hertz. So somewhere along the line, most people have driven a Nissan, and they end up falling in love with them. Yeah. No, they they absolutely are. Um, you know, times, you know, since the beginning of March when COVID really took hold, um, mm -hmm. car buying and car servicing has changed quite a bit uh, and still has what are you doing at North Shore Nissan to keep both your employees and your customers safe? Yeah, it's a, it, it's an interesting one. We we basically came came to a halt mid March. Uh, I was the only soldier standing out, keeping an eye on the front of the building, and we just felt as though we couldn't shut down completely where some people did. Uh, but we went into a COVID drill right off the bat. Uh, as you spoke of Ray, Ray is not a young man, and. Uh, and has a lot of family over in Italy, which drove that situation that we we kind of felt it on this side of the, the pond very quickly of how harsh this could be. Uh, so we really went into a drill right away. So we've kept it to a point where we sanitize everything all day, every day, uh, and keep you know, steering wheel wraps and seat wraps, and, and we re-clean them on their way back out. We... We put little plastic bags over gear shift shifters, and we really kind of stay on top of that. We try to do most during the time that we were semi-closed, we were doing everything completely by appointment. Uh, and when someone comes in to test drive a car now, we sanitize it, we get it ready, we put a plate on it. We don't go with them anymore because we, can, we want to keep them kind of safe. Not that we're contaminated or anything, but we just yeah. want to make it make make everybody feel comfortable about it. The interesting part in all of it, John, is that there are still people that want to go back to the good old days. You know, so as much as we try to make it that could, because right now you can go from A to Z with an auto purchase right online. Yeah, we'll you know we'll deliver. You can do your paperwork. You can do all kinds of things. But it's interesting because everybody has a different degree of security. So we have people that just want to go to A. We have people that mid, you know, stop midstream. Uh, many, many people still want to come and drive a pre-owned car. You know, it's very difficult to have somebody buy a pre-owned without coming and test driving. And new cars, that's a little different animal because new is new. Uh, but we've we've gone through all of the protocols and and we've gone, you know, by the book right from the go. Yeah, it's it's so important, and I think customers realize that when they, you know, whether they're shopping or getting a car serviced, and they look and see how the the shop or the or the showroom, how everybody's, you know, trying to be extra careful because it's it's all about being careful and about yep. being safe in these times and and making it comfortable for the consumer. And like you said, one of the one of the things is, you know, people can. You know, go from A to Z, buy a car, and just have it show up at their house already for them. But on the other hand, there are other people that um, do like 
the idea of going and you know seeing what it's like and and i i personally don't know how you can just kind of you know buy something that you've never really been in before i you know i won't even buy a pair of shoes on the internet you know i just you, and I you know it's yeah uh but the idea of but actually going and, so, so john yeah maybe maybe that maybe that could be maybe that maybe that's part of it but um <laughs> nissan nissan has some some interesting vehicles and one of the most interesting one i think is the all-electric leaf and uh this year the leaf um mileage got bumped up quite a bit and it becomes a true replacement car for uh, a lot of people these days. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I happen to be lucky enough that I was at the intro to the car at the Museum of Science 10 years ago. And the interesting part back then is the, the, the range was 76 miles. Uh, and that was always the issue with any electric car was range anxiety. Everybody was yep. concerned about that. And we would joke about, you know, how do you get stuck in Cape Cod traffic if that's the range of this thing? Uh, and they've addressed that, you know, and now you're in the 200s, and it, it really is, is amazing what this is all about. And, and the more that people think about it, and I think more as the industry has now come around to this thing, between performance and, and range, it's, it's going to be the future. Yeah, I, I, you know, as much as I had a conversation with a... Uh, sort of a co-worker she is uh she she works for the auto club of southern california but she's also a uh, she hasn't she hasn't been on the circuit in two years but she's also a top fuel funny car driver and um yeah and and we were talking about you know you know her being in california how you know electric cars are sort of all the rage and you know how popular they are and she said you know what and she's she's not that old but she said to me there's still something about gasoline and oil and v8 engines and big v6 engines that make it fun and even though a electric car can be a lot of fun and quicker than a gasoline car there is still something fun and just the idea of the engineering the 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 moving parts in a gasoline car kind of make it interesting i guess too sure. so but yeah the the leaf the last leaf i drove which was uh the the extended range version and it has that sort of one pedal drive that you almost i don't i don't think you guys are ever going to put a set of brake pads on a nissan leaf no it is amazing it is amazing yeah. and it's just a shame that it it's one of those cars that was way of way ahead of its time uh, I think that if it came out yesterday, it would be more popular than it is because just because it had, it's it, it's one of those things that is kind of hung on the shelf, um, and we're we're kind of expecting kind of a redesign, and I think that'll kind of escalate its sales. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned used car sales and 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 used cars for a while, uh, especially right after COVID, were in pretty short supply. Uh, a lot of people that would normally take public transportation chose to go out and buy used cars. People weren't trading their their cars in for new cars when everything hit. Um, how's the used car uh, volume and market these days? And uh, you know what's what's hot in the used car market for you guys these days? Well, you know it's 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 interesting because I was just talking to someone at our Volvo store in Boston, and we were talking about the fact that during that time when there was a shortage, we bought as best we could, and you know we always need a full shelf, so we've got to pay, uh, and now we're kind of paying for that a little bit because anything that's hung around for ninety days, prices have kind of leveled off a bit, availability is back. Uh, but it's a, it's the market, you can sell as many as you can buy as long as it's, it's a very price sensitive market right now. Mm. So if your prices are good, uh, the, 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 the more the merrier. We, we've, uh, the used car market is just as hot as it's ever been, but it is a little more price sensitive than it's ever been. The interesting thing to that point that you mentioned that people were holding on, the one thing we're, we're seeing as far as the used car side is we're, seeing a lot of people that are now buying out their leases, which we didn't see before. Uh, you know, and I think that's changed the, the people's perception a little bit, that people are still a little bit unsure of what the next two or three years are going to bring. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, having, you know, having some of those you know, used cars that you have, as well as a, as a, um, a pretty interesting lineup. I mean, you kind of look at the lineup, and it, and you also before we before we let you go, Nissan has a really good 
commercial vehicle lineup as well. Yeah, with the yeah, with the cargo van. Yeah, well, the sad part is, John, they're actually discontinuing. They're getting out of the van business. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it'll happen in the next year or so, uh, which is kind of a little. Front. We're not a commercial dealer. We can only deal in the small ones. Well, uh, but for the guys that have kind of tried to ramp that up, uh, it's it's a little frustrating on the Nissan side. So that that's been kind of a, a weird one. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Of, yeah, and. Uh, and for people that are looking for a pickup truck, um, there's some there's some trucks available from Nissan these days. Too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we've 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 got a we've got a very big Titan, which is a beautiful beautiful truck, uh, very competitive with all of the big boys. Uh, but our biggest win is we we have a Frontier that has a brand new drivetrain this year, uh, and and which is going to be used. Uh, interesting, very interesting with what Nissan did. They they brought out the drivetrain before they brought brought out the new body, which is kind of an interesting mm, one. Yeah. So this year, this year we have a new transmission and a new engine in an old looking body. But the truck is beautiful, drives like a dream. And then in about eight months, we're going to have a brand new body, uh, which will now marry that new drivetrain. So we're pretty excited about that whole package. Yeah, and it's it's sort of it's sort of interesting that um, you know big trucks like the Titan, especially in the uh, the fancy trim, the Pro 4X. Uh, uh, you know, it's they're they're expensive vehicles, but compared oh, yeah. to some of some of the competition, um, they're they're uh, they look they look almost like good deals. I mean, you look at some of the the. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, certainly there, there's. It's hard to say there's not a great vehicle out there these days. But you look at some yeah. of the competition from, from maybe Ram or GMC, and it sort of looks like the Titan might have, you know, has that big um, V8 engine. Uh, yep. It has yep. it has a nine-speed transmission, and yep. it looks like it probably slots in, you know, uh, you know, thousands of dollars less than some of some of the competitive vehicles in the same class. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a, just a lot of a lot of package there. Uh, it, it's just that it doesn't have the same kind of brand recognition that the big boys do. Yeah. Uh, but people that know, and it, it it's been always been a transit. It's really been interesting. It's been frontier buyers that have gone up. It's been people that have been Nissan owners that needed a truck. Uh, we get very few crossover people. It's usually people that are, that know the brand. Well, you you described a coworker of mine almost perfectly. He had a Altima for years and years and years and years, and it served him well. And then he then he bought uh, a Frontier, and he was pretty happy with that. But he was in somebody's, uh, I think he was in somebody's F one fifty, and he said, "Wow, this is a nice truck." And then he traded the Frontier in for the Titan, and he said, "I should have just gone right to this to start off with because it." It tows what I want it to tow. It, it tows great. It has plenty of room for my. He has three kids, and he said plenty of room in the back seat for the kids. And yet, it seems like it just seems a little bit different. And he said I didn't like the as as nice as it is to say that you know either GM or Ford most popular you know trucks out there. But on the other hand, he said I wanted something that you know was different in the parking lot. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Which it, and that's exactly what it is. It. it it it's got to, that that truck has got to tickle you, and if it, it if those are the buyers, yeah, no, it really is. So when you when you kind of look across your sales floor, there, what's your favorite vehicle? Well, you know, it's very interesting because right now, and I'm glad we get to touch upon this before we go. Um, our Rogue has always been kind of that mainstay vanilla kind of thing that we just sold in numbers, and it wasn't anything that really sparked you. Uh, being the GM of the store, I can drive anything I want to drive, and I usually drive a Murano because I just happen to like the car because it's got plenty of get up and go. Well, the brand new 21 Rogues are out, uh, and i am got my fanny in one of those right now, and I'm loving it. And I really, I'm, I'm giving that car a real shout out because people need to come and see this car. This car is just head and shoulders over the old Rogue. Uh, my daughter just picked hers up a couple of weeks ago. People that are picking up this car, this car is, has nothing to do with the old Rogue. Not that the old Rogue wasn't a beautiful car, it really is. 
but this one is just a home run. Yeah, I, I have yet to drive it. I have to talk to the folks at uh, Nissan Public Relations and find out find out where it's been. But, yeah, I've heard the same thing from people. Everybody says it has just become more refined, more oh. comfortable, and the and the usability is just it's right there. Uh, so it, it works, it, it just works out well. Um, when the, when the weather gets nice, do you, is there a, is there a GTR there every once in a while you get to go for well, a ride? Well, you know, it's so funny that it, somebody just called me and was looking for a number on a used one, a, a BMW store. That's a, that's such a funky car because the, the only problem with that particular car is you never have the right one. <laughs> you know, so you, you got $120,000 sitting on your books and, you know, you have a red one and the guy wants a black one, you know. So we usually try to do it by order situation when we know someone is, is very, very eager or is a really, really wants one because I'm really tired of trying to scare the 18-year-olds out of here for the test drives. <laughs> uh, but it is it is a pretty phenomenal car. I drove one oh. for about a week, and uh, just the idea of the performance, the handling, uh, and just the and a little bit of a, a kind of a, a stealthy look to it because yeah. people don't recognize it quite as a car it is unless they unless they really followed it. And then I noticed when I was driving it, uh, yeah, the. Uh, the the uh, the hot rodders that that hot rod different cars that that I yep. b- that I would have when I was a kid they're the ones that chase you down and say hey hey man let's let's uh, can I take a look at that because they got so excited when they saw it for the first Absolutely. time you know it it got the name Godzilla for a reason so yeah yep. yeah no very intriguing car yeah it really is so North Shore Nissan tell us your address again. It's 24A Commonwealth Avenue, right across the street from the Liberty Tree Mall. Come and see us anytime. I've got a lot of friends and customers on the North Shore. This I'm, I'm in my 40th official year of doing this. Um, so please stop by anytime and say hello. And if uh, someone wants to pick up the phone and give you a call, the number there is? 978-344-6900. So 978-344-6900, 24A Commonwealth Ave in Danvers, North Shore Nissan. It's a Village Automotive Group dealership. And if, and uh, I assume the website, and this is an assumption on my part, tell me if I'm right or wrong, NorthShoreNissan.com. Perfect. All one word. There you go. Hey, Tom, thanks for taking some time out of your rainy Saturday morning and joining right. us on North Shore 104.9. Thanks, John. And as us car guys always say, it beats snow. There you go. Absolutely. All that, all that going out there and dragging, dragging the snow off the cars and all of that. Yeah, yeah. you can. It, it's a, it's a, it's a lot easier when it's just rain. Hey, Tom. Thanks, thanks again, and be Thank safe and be well. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Have a great spring. You as well. Bye bye. Tom Maloney from North Shore Nissan of Village Automotive Group. Ray Sicola, um, like uh, Tom said, uh, um, Ray's not a young man anymore, but I, I probably haven't seen him in quite a few years now. But just a, just a gentleman kind of guy. And, and I remember years and years ago, a um, woman I know worked in one of his dealerships as, um, I think she worked in the business office. And Tom had, uh, I, I mean, Ray had a, uh, a vacation home. And he would just sort of, you put your name in, you put your name in a fishbowl, and you know he would say, "Hey, if you want to go use the house, use the house." And uh, it didn't make any difference if you were in the office, the sales manager, or the person cleaning cars in the morning. It didn't make any difference. I mean, just it just always seemed like a nice guy. Um, just, just, um, just seemed like an honest person. Whatever I, whatever I met him and talked to him. So. Uh, Something is sometimes missing. Uh, we need to take a break, pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program, and you're listening on North Shore 104.9. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Give us a call. We'll talk to you about your car, your car problems, or whatever's on your mind on this rainy Saturday morning. We'll be right back.
If it's local you want, it's local we have. Your local connection, North Shore 104.9. Hi, it's Hank Morse. Join me weekday mornings. We'll have local news, entertainment, music to get you going, and lots of laughs. Laugh and learn weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on your local connection, North Shore 104.9. New year, new ways to save. Start your new year off with savings from North Shore Nissan. North Shore Nissan has over 100 incredible pre-owned vehicles in stock and ready for delivery. Most being Nissan certified with free maintenance. North Shore Nissan's general manager, Tom Saloni, says great selection plus great prices make North Shore Nissan a great choice. North Shore Nissan is conveniently located next to the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers. Visit them online at NorthShoreNissan.com. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. And, uh, yes, I'm in my basement studio. It's not really a studio. I can't really – it's a basement. It's a basement that happens to have a microphone in it. I guess maybe that maybe that makes it a studio. I don't know. Uh, but, yes, I'm, I'm here because I got, up, I got up this morning and looked out at the pouring rain and said, I don't think I'm driving up there today. So um, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, you know – you know, it's just no. It's quite all right. I mean, I would have been uh, taken back if you decided to, if you had a, uh, an epiphany this morning and said, "I'm going to get in the car this morning." No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, and and you know what? It would have been crowded under the desk with the two of us. <laughs> I think it would have been. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you: uh, you're you're still on your own now? Your wife is still in Florida. She is. Yep. She is. Yeah. So yeah. this might be a bit personal, but um, did you make your bed this morning? I did. All right. Wow. Well, so you're really starting well, to come around. Uh, well, starting to come around. Straighten it is probably a better word. <laughs> okay. And the last time I spoke to you, your meals were seemed like uh, they were quite simple and to the point. Has that changed? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, I, I think I did cook an egg one day and made sort of a uh, you know the uh, the car doctor equivalent of a uh, breakfast sandwich. You felt good uh, about yourself. I did, yeah. Nice, I did. I nice, felt like nice. I cooked. I I did. Uh, I did cook hot dogs one night, but I did them outside on the grill because um, I don't. It just seemed easier. Um, and the somehow. weather's been that. It's been very nice. I mean, mild. And, so, yeah. Well, well, you know what? And they're hot dogs. So if you undercook them, they're kind of cooked anyway. And if you overcook them, who doesn't like a burnt hot dog? Yeah, honest you know, to God. Yeah. Yeah. Honest yeah. To God. So you can't you can't really go too far wrong with that. So. Uh, uh, you know, so in case people really are curious about my dietary habits, yesterday I got the uh, <laughs> the, the uh, eight pack of chicken from Shaw's, um, the barbecue chicken for four ninety nine. So I'll make a couple meals out of that. Do you remember when this used to be a car show? I do, I do, I do. You know, it's not Wicked Bites North Shore, but it's uh, uh, yeah. No, so, the life and times uh, of John Paul. Yeah, so I have been known to take a piece of that fried chicken and heat it up a little bit and put it next to a uh, a uh, frozen waffle and kind of cook them together and have chicken and waffles. So you, I mean, you, you're going outside the box that's, here. That's It's almost gourmet. Yeah. <laughs> it's gourmet? Yeah, absolutely yeah. gourmet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so, uh, yes, my, my wife is uh, in Florida where it hasn't been... The weather has been weird down there. Um, this morning, I, we Skype every day, uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. so we get to see each other, and you know, and uh, it was um, it was. Uh, she said the sun peaked up, peaked out a little this morning. It was probably in the high fifties, but all of a sudden it got very, very windy. And she said it was almost like a, you know, she was thinking almost like a tropical storm, but then. The wind sort of blew the clouds away, and it got a little bit sunny. And yesterday, it uh, it was a little bit of a rough day, and um, it it started to rain uh, pretty hard last night, and rained most of the night. But the day before, she said it was beautiful. She had the windows open, and it was in the seventies. So um, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So um, and but 
you know, when we were down there in November, I bought four new tires for her car that is down there, and she called me two days ago and said, the low t- there's a low tire light on, and I went out and checked the tires with my tire gauge. So already I'm very impressed. And uh, she said, yeah, the uh, left rear tire, I think she said, was down to about 25 pounds. So I took the little portable air compressor out of the trunk. And in the trunk of her car and the trunk of my car is a portable air compressor and a one of those little lithium-ion jumpstart things. So you can jumpstart your own car if you need to. Wow, you have that in both yeah. cars. In both cars, yeah. And uh, But she said I went to... Uh, I hooked the little thing up, and I turned the air compressor on, and it pumped for a bit. And uh, all of a sudden, it made this kind of popping noise, and it stopped, and the tire went flat. So then she actually went to our shed, where there was a little plug-in air compressor, and she dragged that out and plugged it in and pumped the tire back up to 33 pounds. And I said to her, you know, it didn't just go low on its own. You probably ought to take it back to where we bought the tires and have it have it looked at. And uh, apparently there was a nail in the tires. So, yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, tire, the tires probably had 500 miles on them, which was sort of, and they didn't, and it was repairable, so it was no big deal, other than, you know, 28 bucks to patch it and balance it, and but at least they did it the right way, so it was all good. So. Yeah. Well, usually when that situation happens up here in January, it's usually from caused from temperature change, you know, where it gets right. to below zero for the first time, and then yep. the, the air pressure light will come on, and it's just, and then when the tire heats up, the air pressure light right. will typically go off, or you may, might have to add a, a couple of pounds or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah well, you, you, you're right about that, and I, I've, I've learned, learned this the hard way. If your tire is consistently low, it isn't like some magic trick. There's a nail in it. There's a there's a nail in it that's leaking around the rim exactly. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, and and you mentioned you actually mentioned tire pressure and and, and uh, air temperature and you know aside from the whole Tom Brady football thing, which uh, adjusted tire pressure, which adjusted football air pressure and and what were they were they keeping footballs in refrigerators or whatever they were doing, um, but uh, there there is there is a correlation and the other thing is when a tire is properly inflated, uh, so say the tire recalls for 33 pounds, uh, when you were driving at highway speeds, yeah, the tire pressure is going to go up a little bit because of heat. It might go up to 36 pounds or so. Um, if that tire started off at 25 pounds and you drove that same highway route, it might go up to 45 pounds because what happens is the molecules of air are not as tightly packed when the air pressure is lower. They move back and forth more, generate more heat, which generates more pressure. So there's a there's a little there's a little um, uh, what what what's the terminology now? STEM, science, technology, something in math. Yeah, you're talking we're talking with some science here. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of science involved in why tires gain and lose air pressure and why a lower inflated tire becomes a higher inflated tire when the uh, you go well if there's 25 in it why does it only go to 30 that when it's when it's 35 in it, it only goes to 36 why is that well it's because the molecules move around more and generate more heat you know a question I always have and I, I the answer is probably the same which is worse low pressure or or, or over inflated tires um, lower air pressure is is generally worse because first off you're going to wear out the tire the handling is going to be poorer and it's going to be more prone to other wear a tire depending on how low it is was never designed to work on the sidewall you know tires designed to work on the tread and when the tire is underinflated your gas mileage is going to go down the tire wear is going to go up the handling is going to be worse and you can cause more wear and tear to the tire. An overinflated tire is going to tend to also wear out a little bit quicker because it's not flat across the bottom. It's sort of curved with the middle of it sticking out more than the edges. The handling can also vary. Fuel economy actually, oddly enough, goes up with higher inflated tires. But tire wear can also go up to some extent, too. But if I had a choice between the two, especially if I was an aggressive driver... 
I would want to have, I would much rather have 40 pounds of air in my tires than 20 pounds of air in my tires. Okay, so yeah, okay, so you're saying that's the least of the evils. Going yeah, least way. of the yeah. two evils, yeah. but the best is open up the driver's door, look at the door placard, uh, read how much air should be in the tires, and inflate <laughs> yep, yep. them when they're cool to that amount, and that's where they should be, and then life will be good. The other thing I wanted to bounce off you is, and this is, I think, is it going to be more? Is it going to be more um, uh, science and math? Because I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. a third, I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. I'm like a third grade teacher. I, I'm only I, smarter I, than the I, second grade kids. I know you. When we came on, you said to me you didn't, you didn't know there was going to be any math this morning, but nonetheless, yeah. um, uh, my wife's Nissan. We talked about that briefly. Yeah, and we had Tom on, so how timely? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the only car I've seen where, and help me out. I'm sure I'm wrong. That the front tires and the rear tires have different um, specs for air pressure. No, a lot of cars, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm used to that. I'm John. I'm used to that. Yeah. Uh, Because you're married. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's simple enough, you know. Uh, Uh, Yeah. um, And I'm good at it, too, by the way, being wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, because the weight of the engine uh, versus the weight of the rear axle and trunk make all the difference in the world. So you have more weight over the front wheels, so consequently you put more air in the front tires, which um, air equals um, load capacity. So when you have a front-wheel drive car, you generally have a little bit more air in the front tires than you do in the back. Uh, People who will tow a trailer, for instance, or carry a lot of weight in the back of their car, maybe they're traveling sales people or you know just carry a lot of junk around with them they might air up their rear tires a little bit more but one thing you should never do is exceed the maximum inflation pressure of the tire so you may look at the sidewall of the tire and it might say max air 35 pounds and your car might say 33 in the front 30 in the back and you you can kind of go well i'm going to have four people in the car and luggage and a canoe on the roof and I think I'm going to put 35 on all four tires. That would be fine. You just you should never go over that maximum inflation because it is the maximum inflation. Again, and not to belabor this point, but I guess I'm going to. Go then, then, like on my Hyundai, which is also a front-wheel drive, the air pressure for front and back are the same. Because the Hyundai engineers decided that it was okay to do that. So um, my Hyundai Santa Fe... Sport little SUV. Um, the tire pressure front and back is exactly the same. The older Volkswagen that we have here, the tire pressure in the front's a couple pounds higher than the tire pressure in the back. Uh, and it can have to do with the size of the car and the idea that Hyundai might say, you know what, uh, your, your Hyundai Sonata is a four-door car. Chances are you occasionally put four people in it. You might put their stuff in the trunk. So maybe we should have the tire pressure equal because we know that each tire supports, and I'm making up this number, 1,500 pounds. So all four tires together support nearly 6,000 pounds. And uh, so we know that the tires are going to be capable of handling the weight of the vehicle. Mm, perfect. Huh? That's a good answer. It's logical and it makes yeah. sense. And it doesn't sound like you made it up. Uh, well, as long as you say it with authority, you can make it up. <laughs> Honestly, God, isn't that, isn't that true in no, life? No, nobody, nobody knows, yeah. The, the other, you know, no, like you said, are we uh, uh, belaboring? Is that the word you used? It was kind of a fancy word. It was a fancy word, yeah. Multi, yeah. Multi-syllable. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, often use yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Probably the, uh, used it incorrectly. Yeah, well, I don't think so. But um, the, the other thing is... Um, the stuff that goes in your tire, the air. I probably get an email once a week from people about should I use nitrogen in my tires. My uh, local uh, repair shop or, or, or dealership or whatever um, asked me if I wanted to replace my air with nitrogen. And, um, and the idea behind nitrogen is it's drier. It's not going to uh, cause corrosion inside the, between the tire and the wheel. Um, and there's a claim that you get better fuel economy. Well, not really because it's based on air pressure, and if your tires are properly inflated with nitrogen or air. Um, I probably mentioned before that I'm frugal. You probably heard that. And, um, uh, and I don't know a lot about science, but um, 
Biff, did you ever watch Star Trek? Yes, absolutely, sure. Yep. And um, you mean the television, you know, when, the television show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when 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 they were discovering a new Class M planet, you know Spock would always say it's a Class M planet, Jim Captain, with seventy eight percent nitrogen and uh, and thirteen percent oxygen and whatever else they said. Um, so regular air is seventy eight percent nitrogen. Now you could get. 100% nitrogen that didn't have the oxygen and the other inert gases in it. But you're kind of getting the 78% air. I mean, 78% nitrogen with the air that comes out of the air hose. So for me, I wouldn't spend the $10 a tire for the nitrogen. Uh, one of the things nitrogen is, you know, in the, in the uh, bad science that we're using this morning, is it tends to be a fatter molecule. So it doesn't tend to seep through the tire the way air and nitrogen together does. Um, so that's why nitrogen tires tend to stay properly inflated for a little bit longer period of time. Although it always makes me wonder if the air seeps, if the oxygen seeps out and the nitrogen stays in, don't you end up with more nitrogen in your tires? But apparently the nitrogen and the oxygen blend together in regular air and they can strip it away and 100% nitrogen. And you, so and, you said, and you said no science this morning? I don't know. I may have fibbed about that. Well, you started it. I, I guess so. <laughs> so at this point, why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh, Mike from Hingham is on the phone, and he's, when we come back, he has a couple of questions uh, for you, and I think I'm, I wrote this correctly. Is this right, John? Uh, C, CVT transmissions? Yes. Okay, so Mike has a couple of questions about that. But uh, why don't we take a quick break? Why don't we do that? My name's John Paul. Uh, he's Biff. Uh, this is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. Our phone number, 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Ready to retire? I have been working with retirees for over 30 years, and I know one thing for sure. Enjoying a long and fulfilling retirement doesn't just happen. It requires a plan. I'm Mark Singer, your retirement guide at Safe Harbor Yeah, retirement. I thought you were already retired. to the Linway and Lynn, and I've put together a quick three-minute quiz to help you take the first step in creating your personalized retirement plan. Take the retirement quiz today. Just go to retirenowquiz.com to see how prepared for retirement you really are. That's retirenowquiz.com to see if you are ready for retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC. Hi, folks. This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States. They do so because Anderson Windows and patio doors offer beautiful natural wood interiors, low-maintenance exteriors, and outstanding energy efficiency. See the complete line of Anderson Windows at any of our three locations in Beverly, North Reading, or Plastown, New Hampshire, or at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. Raising your inner voice with Jay Foss. This Sunday at 7 p.m., I talk with one of the nicest human beings alive. Sundays at 7, it's Jordan Rich. Listen to Raising Your Inner Voice as Jordan shares about his ups and downs in radio and life lessons for us all to learn from. That's this Sunday night at 7. Call in. Raising Your Inner Voice. Sundays at 7 on 104.9 FM. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast surveying the North Shore in the Murramack Valley. Rain heavy at times this morning is done by midday. Could be a little peak of the sun this afternoon. It's windy and mild, 45 to 50, turning colder by dark. Partly cloudy, windy and colder overnight near freezing. Tomorrow, variable clouds and sun windy. It'll be near 40. Monday, partly cloudy. It'll be near 40. And still, there are no big snowstorms in sight. Forecast being about the Ubai, the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering curbside pickup and delivery through local delivery companies. Call 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. 
down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? And welcome back to the Cardock program. I just I just saw this uh, movie on TV the other night. You know, in the in the realm of not watching the most modern things in the world. But uh, our phone number is 800-370-1049. Let's talk to our buddy Mike and Hingham. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Carl Doctor. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, watching, praying that I'm glad this isn't snow that's out looking out my window here. I've got the snow out. I, I, there, there must be, there must be two inches of water in front of my house right now. It's like, I, I think that translates into about three feet of snow when that happens. So yeah, you're absolutely we, correct. Like, keep my fingers crossed, I'll tell you. Mm. If you get older, you hate the snow more. Hey, my question is quickly is that I'd be hard to buy or even recommend. Uh, and you had the Nissan guy. I'm certainly trying, not trying to knock his product, but the CVT transmissions, are they getting any better? I mean, I think uh, I've heard horror shows in the past. You know, I don't think you're going to see, personally, you're going to see 200K out of a CVT. What's, what's, what's the update on CVTs? Well, it, it's funny. The first car I ever drove with the CVT transmission was a Subaru Justy which was a three-cylinder little tiny Subaru, and it had this CVT transmission. And it was, um, you know, and, and it was, I, I, I am absolutely convinced they took the transmission out of a snowmobile because snowmobiles have CVT transmissions. It's basically two cones and a belt that goes back and forth. So when it's on the, the big end of one cone and the little end of the other cone, it goes fast. And when it's on the little end of one cone and the big end of the other, other cone, you have a lot more torque. So, you know, that's kind of the way CVTs work. And then uh, more and more car companies adapted to them. Ford had the – Ford had a – I don't know if it was a Taurus then or the 500 then, and they had a CVT in that, and it was awful because it always felt like it was sort of stuck somewhere, and the idea was, well, we're going we're gonna to make the engine run at a certain RPM, and that's going to really optimize the fuel economy, and all it really did is it just fell flat all the time. All, whenever you went to accelerate, it just kind of felt like there was nothing there. Um, talking to um, I had the same concern with the CVTs, and I think um, I was talking to somebody from a technician from Nissan one day, and I said, how are the CVTs doing? And, and he said, you know what? The CVTs are actually holding up at least what they see better than the conventional transmissions. And he said, you know, you do have to take care of them a little bit, but as far as, you know, overall work. And, you you're, I, you know, I've driven a lot of cars with CVTs, and I can tell you sometimes I don't even know it's a CVT. It just feels like a normal transmission today. And I think, you know, longevity, I was at, the, I was at one of the General Motors um, engineering labs, and they were testing a transmission. And they had it in this thing that uh, it, it looked like a carnival ride. The transmission was spinning upside down and backwards. And um, and I said, what's going on here? And they said, oh, this is a transmission dynamometer, but we have it so it tilts the transmission sideways and backwards. And, um, and I said, how long do you test a transmission equivalent mileage? And they said, you know, we're happy when it lasts 175,000 miles. And... I guess that's a reasonable number to expect out of a transmission, if that's what they say they're testing them to. You know, will a CVT last 400,000 miles? I don't know. Will it, will it last a couple hundred thousand? I, I've seen them do that without seemingly too much problem. So, so to answer your question, I think they're getting better and better. And I think Nissan was one of the first to kind of really say, we're going, we're going, to, we're going all in on CVTs. And they seem to be—they seem to be the ones that are kind of doing the best with them at this point. Well, that's very hopeful. Thank you very much. And one quick question, if I, if I may: What's the story about auto shows this this year? Any any, any news on well, them? They all canceled well, this summer. What do you think so? Today, today, I should be broadcasting live from the Boston Auto Show. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I usually go. Um, yeah, and this is this is the uh, this is also. Um, the mass yeah. auto deal. The mass auto dealers do a kids competition usually on this day, which is why I would have normally been there. Um, the uh, uh, the uh, Detroit Auto Show I think may have got bumped again to maybe September. New York, 
they they haven't got they're they're talking maybe summertime if anything i just read the the cleveland auto show maybe is moving to normally it's in april which i didn't even know there was a cleveland auto show um is moving to i think the end of july they're going to try that um you know right now right now i am i am willing to bet that uh uh detroit now they're doing something called they're they're moving out of Detroit, and they're moving. I want to say to maybe Dearborn, and they're doing sort of a a scaled down outdoor show or something in the summertime. I just I just read something about it, and I was sort of I was like, is anybody really going to go to that? And um, you know, CES just happened. Uh, yep. CES had you know it was all virtual this year, so. Um, I you know I don't know I I think I think for this year you can pretty much count on um, most auto shows are just kind of on a on a permanent hold at this point. Yeah, I mean as you know I went to CS and Comdex for thirty yep. something years, but my favorite auto show in the country is LA. I always tried to make it out to the LA auto show. I think that's yeah. the best one. Yeah, LA LA a lot of people like Detroit. I never went to Detroit in the heyday of the show. Uh, New York, I went to a bunch of times. New York, because of when it was, it was sort of um, the end of the year. So I remember one year when Chrysler came out with the PT Cruiser convertible, I, w- I was sort of standing there staring at it, kind of looking at the car and going, so this was the best they could do. They they took off two doors and cut the roof off of it and said, this is, our new- this is the best we can come up with for this year. And... Um, because it was just sort of the end of the year. So you didn't see the big previews like you did. And the last time I went to Detroit, what was kind of interesting about Detroit was the number of Chinese manufacturers that were there uh, showing off some of their cars, which um, I have to tell you, you know, you you looked at what, and I f- forget who the make was, but it was a BMW X5. I mean, they absolutely just copied it. There was another car that looked just like a Mercedes E-Class. Uh, there was absolutely a copy of it. But still, um, I was looking at the fit and finish, and um, you know, it was like it was like the $25 Rolex. Um, you know, it kind of looked like a Rolex, but it really wasn't a Rolex. And it kind of looked like a Mercedes E-Class, but it really wasn't a Mercedes E-Class. And uh, the SUV, yeah, the stuff didn't fit quite right. And uh, you know that's sort of what sort of what I found interesting about that. Um, but yeah, I think maybe next year, you know, we'll probably be back in the auto show business. Um, CES they had some pretty amazing stuff, including this year, um, and it was all virtual. GM introduced a um, autonomous, I guess, flying car. Wow! So, um, uh, put that on my Christmas uh, list. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be uh, free, but um, but the, yeah, there was there was quite a bit. There was quite a bit of automotive um, uh, stuff going on at CES, and yet, um, and even SEMA, the the which was a wheel and tire show that was in Las Vegas. The last SEMA show they had a year ago nearly took, I think, took up every um, convention center spot in. Las Vegas because it has grown so much to being a true car show these days. And those were those were the two shows, uh, SEMA and CES, that sort of I wanted to do uh I wanted to do before I retired. And so uh I, I so it didn't happen this year, so maybe next year. You never looks, know. Looks like you're working another year then. I it might be. It might be. Uh <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Thank hey, you very hey, Michael, much. Michael, always control. great to talk to you. Always uh uh, always, always good. You always bring some interesting commentary, and I really appreciate it. And be well, and uh, stay safe, and talk soon. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Biff, do we need to take another break, or are we all caught up? No, we do. We do. Yep. I, I, I think I, I, I had I had signal 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 to you earlier, but I don't think you heard me. Because uh, I was doing too much talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike was pretty yeah. interesting. He had some good stuff, as he usually Mike, does. Mike, Mike, Mike is a really smart guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he he loves his cars. He has his uh, he has his Miata and he has his Lexus, and uh, he's just he's he's uh, adds I, uh, he has a lot of con like uh, like all of our regular I love all our regulars and I uh, and I like it when we have new people to call in too. Absolutely. So why don't we take why don't we take that break? Okay. And when we come back, 
I want to do a quick little car review about the uh, Mercedes GLC 300. So we'll talk about that when we come back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore Azorian Restaurant is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week for inside dining and for takeout. Azorian's restaurant and bar areas are huge, so the 25% capacity limits guarantee that you'll be well spaced out to enjoy your meal. Feel the difference when you dine at Azorian. Call ahead for weekend specials, highlighting the freshest seafood available, flavorful Mediterranean dishes, and more. Call 978-283-5500. Reserve your table or order takeout online. You'll always love the Azorian. Details at AzorianRestaurant.com. So you need a car, but you don't have the cash. Michelle Mitsubishi. Did you know Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers is your used car solution? People tell me the most difficult part of the car buying process is deciding where to buy. There are so many choices. Who has the best deals? Is the car in good condition? And can I trust them? It's information overload. Well, we have a solution. Michelle Mitsubishi on 114 in Danvers is the hidden secret on the North Shore. Full transparency, low-pressure atmosphere, and people that treat you like family. Simply put, we're different. Our inventory is loaded with incredible options, from Acuras to Hondas, Toyotas, and Fords. That's right. We don't just carry Mitsubishi. So whether you're a carpenter, a landscaper, a plumber, or a student going to school, we have the used car for you, and they all have a warranty. Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers is your used car solution. Veterans, senior citizens, you get an extra 250 off as a courtesy. It's the truth. Misho Mitsubishi is different. No shenanigans, just great deals. Visit us on Route 114 in Danvers. MishoAuto.com M-I-C-H-A-U-T Exercise is more important than ever. Did you know that just 15 minutes of exercise can reduce stress, increase your calorie burn, and lower your risk for certain diseases and illnesses? Hi, Darren here from the MAC. We can all carve out 15 minutes for physical activity, and whether it's with our professionals here at the club or online, we have your support, guidance, and motivation you need. Pair this with a clean diet filled with fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, healthy fats, and whole grains, and your 2021 will be your best year yet. For more information about exercise and nutrition, visit MacAthletics.com. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. I promised I would do a quick review of the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLC 4Matic. It's an SUV. It's a five-passenger SUV. It's powered by a two-liter turbocharged engine that develops 255 horsepower and 273 foot-pounds of torque. The transmission is a nine-speed automatic. In the case of our tester, powers all four wheels. That will fun to this SUV. There's paddle shifters to manually control the shifting. In addition, you can tune the performance with Mercedes Dynamic Select, which alters the characteristics of the vehicle. Some of the comfort features, push by the start, dual-zone climate control, memory function for the driver's seat, which includes memory in the steering column. Our test vehicle also had insulating and noise-reducing front glass. Makes it really quiet. Augmented video for the navigation system. I like that. It actually shows you what's happening in front of you, kind of overlays on the map. Safety is addressed with a driver attention monitor. Boy, that thing goes off a lot when I'm driving. Not paying that much attention. Parking assistance, rain-sensing wipers, cross-wind stabilization. Might need that today and a power liftgate. The cabin was comfortable, looks up to date without being overly trendy. And I said that afterwards to somebody, and they said, what do you mean by that? And I said, sometimes it's like, you know, sort of what's popular right now isn't going to be popular in a while. And I think this Mercedes will always look good. Um, at six feet tall, I was able to find a comfortable seating position. But also, I jumped in the back seat and also felt comfortable. So, well, it kind of worked out good. Um, on-the-road performance was good. Mileage, uh, EPA 21 City, 28 Highway. Pretty good all the way around. Um, we are running out of time, but in this crowded category of luxury SUVs, the GLC by Mercedes-Benz does a good job of standing out from the crowd with its stylish good looks and posh interior. It's a well-rounded, comfortable vehicle. Remember, coming up next, Real Estate Revealed with uh, 
Dave from uh, formerly from Flipping Boston coming up next. As always, I want to thank our producer Biff for doing a great job. Thank you, Biff, for everything you do every Saturday for us. And until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and wash your hands. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.